Stand by to launch FanStream Sports. Three, two, one. Let's start. Hello, sports fans. Welcome to FanStream Sports. Nothing, nothing but pure sports. All right, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. First time we've talked since the uh, Peach Bowl disaster. And disaster is the wrong word for Ohio State. Buckeyes lose to Georgia by a point, 42-41. Had them on the ropes. Buckeyes played very well most of the game. It comes down to a couple of plays. Kirby Smart calling that timeout right before Ohio State ran a successful fake punt. Uh, the hit on Marvin Harrison Jr. in the third quarter. That should have been targeting. It should have been targeting. There's no doubt about that. You can't. That, that should have been targeting. But Ohio State ended up then giving up the big play to Georgia, got the ball back, and then, uh, you know, they needed to move the ball down under 10 yards to make it comfortable for Noah Ruggles uh, in field goal range, but did not work out. Buckeyes lose to Georgia in the CFP semifinal. But uh, most people didn't expect Ohio State to be that close. I thought Ohio State would win the game, so I'm not surprprised it was a close game. Um, but uh, an impressive performance for Ohio State nonetheless. The Buckeyes came in as an underdog and took the best team in the country right down to the wire. Uh, the defense gave up too many points. That is absolutely true. And Jim Knowles is, under, is catching a lot of heat because of the fact that the last two games for Ohio State, losing to Michigan and uh, also to Georgia. I'm starting over, Tim. There's a fan going on in the background. All right, we're starting over at the two-minute mark here. All right, it's the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Tito Jeff Fedoff. Thank you so much for tuning in. First time we've chatted since the Peach Bowl debacle. Yeah, debacle's a strong word. First time we've chatted since the Peach Bowl game when Ohio State lost by a point to Georgia. Missed a 50-yard field goal by Noah Ruggles there at the end, but it was not his fault. Uh, Ohio State should got a little closer. It's a tough field goal. 50 yards is not a gimme in college for sure. Uh, Buckeyes, though, hung with Georgia all the way through. Led, led for a good chunk of that game at the end. Should have won the game. A couple of plays cost him. There was the uh, timeout called by Kirby Smart right before the fake punt by the Buckeyes that would have been successful. And also the uh, non-targeting call on Marvin Harrison in the end zone that should have been targeting. And Ohio State certainly missed him in the fourth quarter. He did not play in the fourth quarter at all. Buckeyes could have used him. Uh, and also on that last drive, they could have used him. He was unstoppable in that game, as he has been most of the season. Buckeyes offense puts up, uh, first team put up more than 30 points on Georgia this season. They look good. C.J. Stroud looked great. They had no running game whatsoever because of injuries. And um, it, it was all on C.J. Stroud and the receivers. They did a great job against Georgia. Defense did give up too many points. Uh, they also gave too many points against Michigan. Defensive coordinator Jim Knowles, the um, – uh, First-year D.C. from Oklahoma State, catching a lot of heat in Columbus for all the points they give it to Michigan and then Georgia the last two games. Uh, Michigan and Georgia are both really good teams. So I'm not saying Ohio State should give up that many points to them. But look, Jim Knowles in his first year at Ohio State, the, the guys that are on the roster, very talented, does not mean, though, the defensive guys on the roster are the perfect fit for the Jim Knowles defense the way he likes to run it. Now, certainly, 
Jim Knowles could have come in and run a different style of defense, I guess, if he wanted to, maybe that fits that personnel, and it might have yielded more immediate results, but they were great all year long till Michigan and Georgia. So give Jim Knowles some time now to get his guys into the system. It's Some Buckeye fans are pissed off that Ohio State lost their last two games, and I'm okay with being upset. You can be upset they lost their last game. You can nitpick some play calls here and there. You can criticize the defense if you give up two points. All that's true. Nonetheless, Ohio State just went 11-2 and and competed in the CFP again. That's a damn – look, how many teams would like to be in that position where Ohio State is? They've got a great head coach. He's 45-6. and Anybody who thinks that they should get rid of Ryan Day, let me ask you, who can they get that will be better, that you know will be better, because there's no one out there you can think of? You can save Rabel. Mike Vrabel in Tennessee. I'm not convinced he's better than 45-6 and six at Ohio State in this kind of run. Michigan's been really good the last two years. Not to take away from what Urban and what Trestle did, but a lot of that time, Michigan was not worth a damn. They've been, they've been had really good teams the last two years. Harbaugh, look, hats off to him. He's done a great job with the Michigan Wolverines over the last two years. It's tougher to beat Michigan now than it was to beat Michigan five years ago or during the Rich Rod era uh, or the Brady Hope time. It's tougher to beat Michigan today than it was back then. Ohio State, hate to break it to you, is not going to beat Michigan every year and not going to win the national championship every year. But you know what? Every year, if you tell me they're going to be neck and neck with Michigan in the Big Ten and going to be in the CFP, I'll take it. I'll take it. We'll roll the dice. We'll see if they can beat Michigan, see if they can win the CFP. Give me that every year. If that is your baseline, if that is the worst-case scenario, lose a close game to Michigan and lose a close game to the top team in the country, if that's the worst-case scenario, that's okay. But it won't be like this every year. Ohio State will continue to they'll have their success. They will beat Michigan again. They will win another national championship. Those things are going to happen, and it will happen with Ryan Day and Jim Knowles on the coaching staff. Now, Ryan Day said he might give a play calling. I'm okay with that. Look, Brian Hartline, they probably have to give that to him to keep him around. Hartline can go just about anywhere he wants to in the country if he wanted to. So uh, if that's what it takes to keep Brian Hartline to say, hey, here, we're going to let you call the plays next year, um, let you continue to grow as a, as a coach slash coordinator as you try to reach your goals um, as you get older, I'm fine with that. So if Ryan Day wants to give it up, look, he's not giving up the offense. What he's doing is seeding some of it to Brian Hartline and trying to groom him, which is what a great boss should do anyway. All right, uh, let's get some uh, news with Ohio State. Now that we, we're going to turn the page now, we've got to look to next year. I want to wait and see what happens in the running back room if all these guys come back or not. Mayan Williams could go pro. Probably shouldn't. Travion Henderson has to come back or has to play somewhere. Dallin Hayden, there's talk about him maybe transferring back to his home state of Tennessee to play for the Volunteers. Wouldn't shock me if that happened. I hope it doesn't, but it wouldn't shock me if that happened. Buckeyes don't have a running back in the 2023 class. That's okay. They'll be just fine. They also have Evan Spencer coming back as well off an injury. So um, they're not in a terrible situation there. The recruiting this year, uh, it's still like, a you know, depending what what you look at, top three, top six class, somewhere in there. They did miss out on a lot of the guys that that was down to like Ohio State and insert team here. They lost a lot of guys there that normally they might have gotten, but they have gotten in the past that they did not get this time. Not a reason to panic. Recruiting. Well, first, let's say this. Um, the 2023, there's a three-star defensive back named Ethan Nation. 
Uh, he's the number 18 cornerback overall, number 169 player overall in the country. He had his list narrowed down to Nebraska, Ohio State, Auburn, Colorado, and Houston. He chose Nebraska last night at halftime of the Under Armour All-American game. So 2023 class, three-star, he's going there. I'm not worried. First of all, he's a three-star. And I, look, when it comes to recruiting now, it, it's only half the battle. It used to be 90% of it. Now it's about half because of the transfer portal. The Buckeyes are going to lose a chunk of players off this team who are going to transfer elsewhere. That is going to happen. They will also bring in players. And I've always said this, I'm stressing this right now again, that sometimes if players leave for Ohio State, they're either ju they either jump or they're pushed, one or the other. They jump if they think, um, you know, there's a better opportunity, a, a better program for me. They get pushed if it's like, you know what, uh, they realize they're not going to play here and they're not going to get the opportunity they thought they would when they came on board here because there's more talent um, than they expected at their respective position. So they're going to go somewhere else. Ohio State, uh, they've got uh, Javante Jean Baptist, the um, fifth-year senior. He is transferring out. He's defensive end, redshirt freshman, cornerback, J.K. Jackson, also transferring. Mason Arnold, long snapper, he's departing. Not Look, Jackson, I know, started five games because of injuries in the defensive backfield this year, but it's not a huge loss, any of those guys. They did add Jahad Carter, uh, Syracuse safety, coming through the transport. This dude's a ball-hawking safety. I love having him in here. What you're going to see, and this is the way it works now in college football. It's almost like the baseball minor leagues. And if a, if a guy's playing single-A or double-A ball, they want to move up to triple-A or the majors. That's the way it is. And sometimes guys get sent down. And what's happening, Ohio State is a major league team. Texas, Alabama, Georgia, Michigan, USC, um, Oklahoma, Penn State. So like those, Clemson, those teams are like major league teams. A lot of times you'll see guys transfer out of that and go down a level where they can play more. It might be a different, uh, it might be another Big Ten school. It could be an SEC school, a Big 12, whatever. I'm saying there's going to be a drop though. And some guys from AAA make the jump to AA. Or, or make the jump to major leagues, I mean. And that's that's what Jihad Carter's done here for Syracuse. He is moving up. And the fact that Ohio State wants him, that means they want him for Jim Knowles' defense, which is great. That That's another player now that Ohio State thinks can fit Jim Knowles' defense in what he tries to do. You've got to give Jim Knowles several years in this to bring his players, the type of player he wants, in. Jim Knowles has to be out there recruiting and saying, that guy right there, who might not be a guy Ohio State would normally get, that guy is perfect for my system. Let's get him. And I think that Jihad Carter is one of those guys, the Syracuse safety. So for all your frustrations that you have with Ohio State and all your frustrations about the losses, keep it in perspective. The Buckeyes just went 11-2 and played in the college football playoff semifinals and came within an eyelash of being the best team in the country, the defending champion Georgia Bulldogs. I know it's not the ideal scenario, but Ohio State continues to be among the elite. Don't panic about recruiting. It's going to be fine. The transfer portal makes up half of it now. Watch you, Ohio State, who else they bring in. They're going to lose guys. Yes, they're going to get better, though. I think that the players they bring in as far as in the transfer portal 
are going to be better in the players they lose in the transfer portal. It'll be a net positive gain for Ohio State in the transfer portal. So even if you see names of guys leaving, and it might say, oh, this guy was a five-star. This guy was a four-star. He was a top 100 recruit when Ohio State brought him in, and now he's leaving. Don't worry about that. The transfer portal, Ohio State's going to get players that have already shown they can excel at the college level. Recruiting are guys you think will excel. Transfer portal, guys you know have excelled and can do it. You've seen them. You've got tape on them against college athletes, not dominating high school athletes, not a high school kid who dominated the guys he played because you know eight times out of 10, they're out there playing, and it's against weaker opponents, and they're the best athlete on the field. They're going to get guys that have already performed at a high level in college to come into the program. So uh, that's it for me on the Buckeye Blitz. Thanks for tuning in. Again, more recruiting news. Uh, tomorrow we've got to talk about Ohio State basketball. Men and women both in action. The men have a huge test tomorrow against Purdue. We'll break that down next. Follow me on Twitter. I am Jeff Fidoff. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Thanks so much for tuning in. And this has been the Buckeye Blitz on FanStream Sports, powered by the DSP Media Network.